Greetings, Game Cola faithful, and welcome to the Game Cola podcast. This is podcast number 67. With me today are Michael Gray and Anna Bernarski. Everyone introduce yourselves. Hello, I am Michael Gray. Hi, I'm Anna Bernarski. This is the podcast. <laughs> Yay. Game Cola podcast number 67. Yes. So th- this is going to be for October or November? Uh, it'll be released in November. Okay, because in the previous podcast I said I wasn't going to write anything, so I, I, I don't want to force myself to not write anything for two months in a row, because that would be ridiculous. Yes. Actually, for some reason, uh, the site had been quite on a roll as of late, until like the last couple weeks when no one's written basically anything. I apologize. I, I purposely deleted the one article that I had half written <laughs> because I said I wasn't going to write anything on the podcast. <laughs> you were halfway through with it? What? It was basically, um, there's a Phoenix Wright game coming out on Thursday, but by the time this podcast airs, it will have already been released. So I played the demo for the game, and, you know, I was going to release that on the website, but then I didn't. Tisk. You should have just written it and then, like, put it in pending the next month. Oh, okay, that makes sense. But, but I mean, the game's going to be released, so I'm like, eh. At this point in time, it's, going, it's coming out in two days. Are people really going to want to watch me play the demo? Why wouldn't they? I mean... They want to watch me play the real game? I don't know. <laughs> but you could have two videos. That's, like, double the, uh... The YouTube advertisements. All right, yeah, I'll I'll be rich. <laughs> you will get your thirteen cents one way or another. Yes, 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 thirteen cents. Woo. Yes. I've been a. Uh, last week was the week of all of the tests, so I couldn't do that much. Yeah, I've uh, I've come to realize that most of the current game cola staff seems to be in high school or college so most of them are currently you know grappling with midterms and stuff well that was last week so i i I started a review but i've just been too lazy to get my um my ipad out and actually replay the game (laughs) because i really don't want to (laughs) and i still haven't been able to be animaniacs so at least you're still trying yeah. <laughs> unlike unlike certain people here who have not been even trying. So here's something that's interesting. I don't know if this is interesting or not, but a lot of male viewers are watching my Phoenix Wright demo. Hmm. So it's about 50-50, whereas on all my other videos, the male-to-female ratio is 80-20. <laughs> so guys like Phoenix Wright... Apparently guys really like Phoenix Wright. Either that or the girls just really hate Phoenix Wright. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah, it could be they just stopped watching. Actually, uh, speaking of gamer demographics, I heard someone tell me that uh, the developers of Call of Duty have said that the people who play Call of Duty aren't actually gamers. Have you heard that Call one? Call of Duty. Game Cola. Gaming beyond the mainstream. Yeah. Well, like, I, so what is Call of Duty? Is that that's like one of those shooter games where people shoot each other? Yeah, and like I don't know, it seems to attract like frat guys and bro dudes, and they seem to get uppity about like, yeah, we're hardcore gamers. We play Call of Duty all day, and the like developers of Call of Duty were like, well, 
we kind of consider them in the same uh, demographic as the casual gamers because they don't really play other games. Like, they come, they play this one game, and that's it. <laughs> so, <laughs> fake gamer guys. Yeah, well, when, when duty calls, you uh, have to go play the game. Yes. Hero's Duty. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that movie is sitting on my shelf, and I have yet to watch any of the movies I brought with me to college. <laughs> so. Oh, good. I have two like, copies of yeah. Ratatouille. I think I've mentioned this before. I don't think you have. Okay, I've never seen the movie Ratatouille, but I have what? two <laughs> copies of it sitting on my shelf. That doesn't make sense. Alright. Well, uh, what is it? I think Paul said that he had, like, three games for the Vita without owning a Vita or something like that. Or was it the 3DS? No, I think it was the Vita. Okay. People kept buying him Vita games, <laughs> and he didn't own one. Yeah, that's basically what happened with me getting Ratatouille. It, does Pixar, like, sell that movie at a discount because it's not so good, or what? Well, Is it so cheap? Like Is it, it a good movie? I, I'm a Pixar fan girl, so I basically think every movie that they put out is good. Other people may not agree, but I, I think they're cute. So, I like Ratatouille. That just comes in, like, the series of Pixar movies that I didn't like. So, I mean, I didn't like Finding Nemo. Uh, the Incredibles just wagered okay on my book, so I stopped watching Pixar for, like, five years after that. So I missed Ratatouille and the one about the robot and the one about the flying house from James and the Giant Peach. And <laughs> I don't know. Whatever other movies they've made. So video games. You know, that's something that we can do now. Oh, no, no. Sorry, Jenny. No video games. Oh. Um, Pixar. <laughs> Pixar? Now that they're old enough, you know, some of them are old enough that we can consider them classics or non-classics, right? <laughs> can we? I guess so. I mean, how long... That was something I was taught in school, that in order for something to count as a classic, it has to be at least a, a certain age. Yeah. Well, it's like well, 15 years for Cars, so... Toy Story. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Are you talking about Cars, the Pixar movie, or Cars, like the <laughs> automobile? Like the vehicles. <laughs> okay, when did Cars come out, then? I didn't see that either. I've got a copy of that too. No, I don't. Cars I don't. Came out in 2006, I believe. Oh, well, that's seven years ago, so that's a classic. Obviously. And Toy Story came out in 1995. I'm older than it. Yay! <laughs> By about like seven months. <laughs> I win. Well, when you consider the fact that the film was probably in development longer than you were, so. <laughs> but I'm older than it. Then um. Let's go back. When okay, so when were you conceived and when was the movie conceived? <laughs> we need to figure out. No, I'm saying when it was um, it was available to the public. And All when right, you were right. available to the public. <laughs> when I was available. <laughs> no, I remember when Toy Story came out. I was alive back then. I think Jetty was too. Yeah, actually, uh, it was the last movie that I saw in theaters, like... Well, what about The Lion King? Didn't that come out the same year? No, Lion King, King came out before it. You're right. I, I just remember in, like, fifth grade where, um, you know, the teacher said today was a movie day and everybody wanted either Toy Story or Lion King. No, uh, I remember because, like, 
we moved to Florida in 1995, and Lion King was definitely while we were still in New York because a friend of mine had a Lion King birthday party. And uh, then we moved to Florida, and I saw Toy Story, and it was the last movie that I saw in theaters until uh, my mom wanted to go watch Elf. I have Elf, too. That, uh, uh, not Elf, too, but <laughs> Elf as well. I don't think there is an Elf, too. So your mom forced you to watch Elf? I would laugh, except I think my parents did the same thing. <laughs> Elf wasn't that bad. I wasn't a big fan of the New York stuff, but that seems to happen in every single New York movie. Let's make it all about New York and make it completely inaccessible to people who don't live there. Does anyone actually live in New York City? Um, I know there's Timothy Dolan, but I don't think anybody else does. Conan O'Brien used to live there. Hmm. Then he moved out, moved out west because he's a cowboy. Oh, I don't know. Like everyone always talks about New York City, but I don't think anyone actually like lives there. I don't think it actually exists. Well, it, it's too expensive to uh, actually live there, so. I don't know. Does it exist? I think it's just, uh, it's, it's like a model, and you see it in the distance from, like, the shore, but it do, it's not actually there. It's actually, like, really close. Camelot. <laughs> it's only a model. Yes. My friend, um, who lives on the other side of Pennsylvania from where I am right now, which is, like, where Philadelphia is, Yeah. she was doing something for, um, what was it? It was for some band thing for drum corps, whatever it was, it had to do with flags and stuff. But she was she went to Dayton, Ohio, okay. and me and my one friend are the only two girls on our color guard squad, I guess, who are from Ohio. And so when she went, there was like no one there who actually lived in Ohio. She and her friends would go walk around, they'd be like, do you, do you live here? And they're like, oh no, we don't live in Ohio. She was convinced that no one lived in Ohio. <laughs> I've heard stories that like the population of Nevada is smaller than the amount of uh, tourists who are there at any given time. I'm not sure if that's true or not. I'm pretty sure it's true. <laughs> it, it depends on the part of Nevada, but um, I'm only familiar with the northwest part of Nevada and not the southeast because those are split in half, I think. North and south Nevada? Uh, it's... Um... For, for religious reasons, the the uh, Roman Catholic Church treats them as two separate, they're in two separate archdioceses. So, there's, so one of them belongs to LA and the other half belongs to San Francisco. So Reno, the part with Reno is um, under the authority of the Archdiocese of San Francisco, where the Las Vegas, the other one, I think that's to the south, is under the authority of the Archdiocese of Los Angeles. Interesting. So are there any Catholic video games? No. <laughs> there are Bible video games. Yeah, but just, you know, that means they're not Catholic. Yeah. Ooh, sick Catholic burn. <laughs> I, uh, I remember, I forgot why I was there. There's like a local Christian bookstore, and I remember looking over, and there was like a small section for computer software, and they did have a few video games, and this was only like, a few years ago, so they were like modern games. They weren't like the like horrible what was it Noah's Ark 3D for the Super Nintendo or whatever. <laughs> like, uh, but I am curious what the games were actually like. One of them looked like it was some sort of like like cl 
classical Roman, uh, like, first-person shooter or something. Like, I don't really know what was going on. <laughs> but it had, like, a gladiator-looking dude, and uh, I don't know what happened in the game. Oh, dear. There's a website, catholicvideogames.com. Whoa, 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 whoa. Um, I'm, I'm going to go there. <laughs> we, they have the, the Catholic Maze, the Blessed Mother's Rosary game. Um... I don't know what that is. This, this site looks, uh, well, sorry, it looks kind of like it was made, uh, it, that it might be best viewed using Netscape Navigator 4 at, uh, 800 by 600. Like, is, is this 1998 right now? Mm-hmm, looks like it. Lego Homage is a video game that targets a secular audience and brings them a very Christian message. Many more details about the game can be found at this. It doesn't tell me where I can actually buy these games or play them. Okay, and the About Us section misspells the name of Bishop Fulton Sheen. I'm, I'm a little bit, <laughs> little bit concerned here that they're spelling. Well, he's dead, but still, you should spell his name right. Oh well. So there are no Catholic video games. I don't think these actually exist because uh, we can't buy them. Yeah, they're just like New York, they don't exist. Yes, hold on. The Falling Age for the iPhone, iPod, Touch, or iPad. Are you prepared for a challenge? The Falling Age is a simple game to learn. You can move left, you can move right, and you can start over. But oh, how difficult the levels get. The object is simply to fall to the bottom of the screen. I'm going to look this up on my phone now. See if it's in the app store. I really want to know. Oh, oh, you're going to see if you can buy uh, The Falling Age? I'm going to see if it's there. I'm not going to buy it. <laughs> Let us know if you could get it. Yeah, yeah we, if it's we free. want to find out about this game. If it's free, I'm going to get it, for sure. <laughs> uh, when a game is free, we purchase it, so... Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, I think this is it. Oh, it's 99 cents. Oh. There's... Uh. Oh, ad? I wonder. Huh. I wonder if I could email them and <laughs> get a review copy. Well, there, there are two. There are two things. There's one that says "Falling Age Ad," which uh, I think might be. I think maybe it just says "Ad," so I'm fine with that. Okay. I can deal with that. And download it now. Play a game on the podcast. Let us know what's happening. Yeah. We, oh, we're doing like a live, live stream game playing here. I'm not actually live. <laughs> Well, you're playing games live on the podcast. I think it counts. Yeah, this is a live streaming. No? Right? Okay. We're we're live streaming the the playing of The Falling Age. As soon as the campus Wi-Fi stops being really bad. (laughs) So we brought it back around to video games. That's good. Yeah. When did we not talk about video games? Pretty sure we (laughs) talked about video games all the time. Yes, we definitely talked about Pixar video games. Yeah. So how many people think that, you know, they're actually putting scenes in movies just so they will be there for video games? <laughs> That's actually a good question. Because, you know, what if, what if you know what, Cars is just their excuse to make a, um, a go-karting game. What's that genre called, Jetty? Uh, racing. Yeah. You know, what if they're like, guys, we need a racing game, you need a racing scene in your next movie. It's like, well, we don't have any racing scenes in A Bug's Life. <laughs> Make a movie about cars. I like your thinking. 
Yes. Was that Trunks saying that? I don't know. That that was what happens when I try to come up with four different voices on the fly. <laughs> Suddenly Trunks is working for Pixar. <laughs> but uh, what was I going to say? Uh, I did play, actually, the Super Nintendo Toy Story game. I remember I rented it, and I got to the part where uh, you're in the claw machine with the little alien guys, and I could never get past it. Yeah, remember how they used to have educational video games based off of um, Toy Story? Did they? I think so. Like, Toy Story teaches you how to type? I don't remember any of that. Alright, I'm looking it up now. Oh, they're only showing more recent educational games. Well, those are boring. Let's talk about the ones from the 1990s. Pixar's Activity Center. Oh, I remember that one. There we go. So that's what it is. Pixar Activity Center. Laugh and learn to to infinity and beyond with mind-challenging games, puzzles, and art activities. Well. Ages 4 to 8. Oh, I guess I can't play this. Uh, 1996. Parents, teachers, and other educators have continuously sought ways to instruct children in a fun and interactive way. Counting games, alphabet blocks, and activity books have long been staples of fun learning, and these have most recently been supplemented by educational technology. Software programs now teach children math, science, grammar, spelling, typing, and foreign languages. Are you sold on this game yet, by the way? This is a great intro. Yes. I've already bought it. High school students can electronically practice for the SATs, while aspiring lawyers can find sample LSAT questions. Oh, I thought we were going to have Phoenix Wright reference there. Yes. Video games such as Math Blasters allow children to explore fantastic worlds based on numbers and equations. Wow. The entire Encyclopedia Britannica is now in digital format, allowing for easy searches. Learning has never been easier, nor so enjoyable. War... Warren Buckletner, editor of Children's Technology Review and a doctor of educational psychology, has donated a representative sample of this diverse and still-growing medium. This extensive collection, which includes educational software of all subjects and for all ages, is an excellent example of the merging of work and play and helps encourage us all to remember that, quote, play is our brain's favorite way of learning. I didn't know that the Encyclopedia Britannica was a video game. I uh, I remember that. Wasn't that before Wikipedia became, like, a thing? Yeah, we actually had, uh, like, my family actually bought an encyclopedia on CD once upon a time. I remember looking some stuff up. Yeah, I remember that, too. But then teachers thought, somehow the teachers, like, changed their mind, and they thought it was lazy for us to just copy everything right out of the encyclopedia. It's like, well, what's the point of giving us the encyclopedia then? I also remember we had uh, Delorme maps or something, like a map software on the computer that we could like print out directions from, but you had to like buy a new one every year. Oh, wow. I remember the, the map software we had, which, again, was educational. My parents only purchased educational games. A Delorme so it- Street Atlas teach us where where countries were. I only played it on a continent mode, because there's only seven of them, so it's easier. <laughs> so I know where all the continents are. I don't know what countries are, but I know where the continents are. 
United States, Canada, Mexico, Panama. <laughs> oh god. I was thinking that to myself yesterday. <laughs> All Is day. that a reference to something? What? Michael, are you trying to troll us? No. You've never seen uh, Animaniacs, like, ever? I've seen Animaniacs. Is that an Animaniacs song? It's like yes. the Animaniacs song. It is one of the prominent ones. Yeah. <laughs> oh. It's not coming to mind. Was that on the Animaniacs CD? It was on the show. It was, it was, yeah, it was probably on the CD. I'm sending a link in the chat. Okay, I'll have to look this up. I only remember the one where they were, whatever you call it, uh, like playing Jeopardy, and then he sang the entire United States Capitals to Turkey in the Straw. Yes. Yeah, I had to learn that in fourth grade. (laughs) Our music teacher made us learn that. And that is why I did not fail fourth grade. (laughs) (laughs) We had to do a whole test um, about that at, like, the end of the year. Wow. I, I like transferred schools, and so I managed to skip that section of fourth grade where we learned state capitals. So I don't really know the capitals of any states. The only reason I actually remembered um, Maryland was because my sister's name is Mary. <laughs> and Annapolis. Ha ha ha. So that's the only reason I remembered that one. Nice. It was actually really helpful. I remember. In Ohio. Oh, that's not the capital of Ohio. <laughs> I remember, what was it? Uh, Wait, what's the capital of Oregon? What's Salem? Quick question. Salem. I was actually... Yes. I was, okay, thank you. Was he, okay, I was actually, now that I live in Oregon, I should know where my state capital is. <laughs> well, I was actually just going Bad. to say is that uh, I remember my mom like found this uh, booklet of like tips for how to memorize the state capitals and they were all like weird puns and stuff or not really puns but it was like you can't go sailing without your oar Salem, Oregon uh, like oh, yeah or Salem. I know where that is yeah or uh what was it uh that's the place I never visit Virginia always wanted to marry a rich man Richmond Virginia Clever. Yeah, that is the capital of Virginia. <laughs> and uh, what was it? Like, St. Paul drank many sodas or something? Like... <laughs> oh, that's good. I like St. Paul, Minnesota. <laughs> I can't remember most of them. Those are the ones that like stuck out to me just because they were ridiculous. But uh, We mentioned that on a, a, a video recently with the uh, Virtue Slash Reward walkthrough on our video game channel, GC.net. Yeah. That was where um, they thought I was a homeless person when I went there to visit. <laughs> I, I just happened to walk in a place they were having a free giveaway, um, giving away shoes to homeless people, and so they thought <laughs> I had to get the shoes. It's like, no, I'm a tourist. I... I Oh well. Wow, what did you get free shoes? No, no. I was nice and decided to leave the shoes for people who really needed them. Very nice. Yes. You weren't in your Phoenix Wright cosplay. <laughs> no, I wasn't trying to do my Phoenix Wright cosplay. So that game that I downloaded oh, is still isn't downloading. Really? Yeah, it's still downloading. Which oh. is how wow. great are 
That's how great our campus Wi-Fi is. Wow, that's harsh. Like, actually, I was just thinking about, uh, I remember in, like, the early 2000s, before BitTorrent was really a thing, mm-hmm. I just remember being on IRC, and there were a bunch of people who were at, like, college campuses, and they were, like, sending large files to everybody, so that, because, like, the colleges had ridiculous internet connections, and it was kind of unchecked. They just let people do whatever. So, like, ridiculous high-speed connections were possible from people who were at college. And I guess, sadly, now that BitTorrent is a thing, that's no longer the case. I remember in high school... uh, Why are you... Jenny, we're, like, old at this point. We're... I remember back... (laughs) Back in the 90s... (laughs) Where, um... When somebody wanted to send a huge file on the computer system, it slowed down every every other computer in the place. Yeah. Because it could only really send one file at once. Our computers were really bad, too. Like, last year, when, like, one person would try to log on, everyone else would then try to log on, and then no one would be happy because only one person got on, and they were, like, ten other people are just like, my computer's not working. <laughs> Good times. <laughs> computers. Do people play video games on computers? I play video games on computers. Hmm. What yeah. will they think of next? It's for the people who aren't going to buy a console, like me, because I can't afford one. That's because you're not a, a, a hardcore gamer. You're just like those Call of Duty people. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm seeing it looks like that's... you play Call of Duty, Michael. Yeah. Yep, that's that's definitely me playing Call of Duty. Oh man, those those enemies were hard to fight. By the way, it, it's hard. I'm not very good at um, shooting like moving targets while I'm moving. Yeah. You know, I, I I'm okay at hitting the moving targets, but while I have to be moving and dodging at the same time, it's a little bit too much for me to handle. So that's why I don't play Call of Duty as much as I um you know used to back in the '90s. <laughs> yeah, I remember when uh, Super Call of Duty came out. It was the best. Yeah. I, I was more used to Call of Duty 64 because I didn't have the Super NES. Oh, yeah. I didn't have the uh, 64, so I never actually played that one. But uh, I did play uh, Halo on the original PlayStation. Yeah. So, I mean, somebody was actually complaining about this um, the other day. They were complaining about the fact that there's no first-person shooter Mega Man game. There. And I'm like, guys, have you played Mega Man 64? <laughs> That's basically a first-person shooter, although it's third-person. Yeah, well, I was going to say, uh, I also think, like, Mega Man Legends, it's kind of an RPG, but it's also, like, a third-person shooter. I just I just remember, you know, it was kind of tough uh, fighting the enemies in Mega Man 64, because um, moving around in a circle, was it? That was really difficult. If I, I forget what part of the 3D controls were difficult. I never I never played it, but I've heard, I think you couldn't do anything while you were rotating the camera or something like that. Yeah, that would be it. So, like, if you were in a boss battle, it's like, well, I can either run and not know what I'm running from, or I can rotate the camera. Well, no, I think it, what, what it was for me was um, that, you know, I had to hit this specific part on the boss. Yeah. Um, like, um... Like, you have to hit the boss in the eye in the middle of the boss's forehead, which happens in a lot of games, actually. Why do yeah. so many bosses have obvious weak points? 
I mean, who's designing their robots with such obvious weak points? That's just my question. Dr. But Wiley. um Yeah. <laughs> I guess dodging was just kind of difficult, I guess. I don't know. See, the thing is, if, if the, uh, the, the robot turns to the side, which you can do because this is a three-dimensional game, Whoa. I would have to move Mega Man to the side as well so I could still hit the, um, the weak spot yeah. uh, face-on. And so that's where it got difficult. So as long as the boss didn't rotate in a circle, I was good. <laughs> yes. But other than that, Mega Man 64 was a pretty good game. Uh, you know, other people seem to really hate the voice acting in that game. Yeah. I didn't mind. I'd probably have to hear a voice clip from the game again, actually. <laughs> and then I'll probably dislike it. Yeah. Oh, and this is the level where I stopped playing. Okay, yay. I, I beat, like, the first blo first boss, and then I stopped when Mega Man got to uh, the shop. Yeah. So it was like an actual mall area where you could move around and go to the stores, and all of the stores were closed, I believe, and then <laughs> I just gave up in anger. It's like, well, I went through all the trouble of unlocking this area with nothing in it. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have to, like, unlock the individual shops or something? I have no idea. I never looked up the solution. I just remember not being able to do anything at the mall and getting frustrated and well, the maybe you, rage quitting. Maybe you just went there on Sunday. You're right, because some games have in-game in timers. <laughs> and some games have uh, religious shop owners. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's a thing in America anymore. I think the Americans stopped doing it. We invented it, and then we stopped. Yeah, well, I think uh, Chick-fil-A closes on Sunday. And I know, I think malls actually do close early, like, they open late and they close early. They, like, they're open from, like, 12 to 4 or something on Sundays. Yeah, I know McDonald's, um, they have the, um, breakfast goes an extra hour on, uh, weekends. But I'm referring to, like, the original Puritans who came over and established the 40-day work week. So it's like, okay, eight hours a day, weekends off. If you work anymore, it's a sin and you're going to hell. <laughs> yes. And uh, other people really like to adopt that system, mainly because they didn't like to work, but... So the game finally loaded, and the first thing I see when I click on it is God. <laughs> like, seriously, it just says God, and then it goes to the title screen. I'm like, oh. Wait, does it say okay. God, or is it a picture of God? It just said God. Okay. It, it just said God, and like, I can't even tell you what font it was. I don't even know. Well, like, was, was it Comic Sans? Yeah, was it Comic Sans, or... <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. I'll check again if it ever comes back up. Let's see what this game is about. Uh, well, uh, it seems pretty obvious what it's about so far. Yeah. Wait, 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 what is going So this was the, one, the game where you have to move left and right? Yeah, where you have to fall. The falling it's age. Just swipe things. I thought that it was that just seems like a very good control. idea for a game. I like it. See, it's, it's sort of inverted, because usually in games you try to, you know, not fall into the giant pit. Yeah. Very nice. All right. That seems pretty good. I decided to go to Google Image Search and look up The Falling Age, and the suggested search is The Falling Age of Puberty in U.S. Girls. <laughs> Not searching. Jetty, so uh, now okay. we know what you've been looking up on the internet. <laughs> no, I mean, we can talk about that topic if you want to. Um, people are saying it's changed because of um, the change in nutrition. That people are eating differently compared to um, previous eras. I've heard people say that, like, 
growth hormones for like cows and stuff like mm-hmm. uh, are affecting the humans that eat the meat. So, so the girls eat the hamburger, which was made from cows that were treated with growth hormone, and that causes the girls to grow bigger and faster. Yeah. Uh, okay. So that's why girls are always taller than I am. Yeah, because they eat meat and boys don't. That makes sense. I, I never have hamburgers. Oh, wait, hold on. I think I do see, okay, falling age for iPhone. I was going to say that I didn't think that I saw any screenshots from the game, and it was mostly just like charts and book covers and kids like there's like a kid wearing a backpack looking down with his arms crossed okay i don't know sorry but like that, that has nothing to do with the game so far there there is there is a picture of a bunch of blocks and blocks with x's and then like a ball yep is that the game you're playing that is, yes that's the game i'm playing and I'm really, really good at it <laughs> are you winning well have you won good job good job Did how you... many points do you have it's not giving me points. I'm just going down levels. I'm on seven. Wow. Have you, tan- ha- have you transubstantiated anything yet? No, I have not. Oh. But, uh, what just happened there? Anyway. By the way, I sent you guys an image that I found while looking through the falling age. Yeah. I saw it. Very nice picture. <laughs> <laughs> and I also stopped playing because I was getting kind of bored. Huh? Oh, it was. Is it worth ninety nine cents? Do you think? It is not worth ninety nine cents to get it without ads. Yeah. But it, it it's worth a try. It's worth playing. It's like the yeah the boxes with X's are kind of like um they just kind of it's kind of like a guessing game with these boxes because sometimes they make you burn up other other times they don't. <laughs> okay. So I don't know. It's a guessing game. You have to like go back and try multiple times see what works and what doesn't. It's, it's pretty good. Okay. So, so there are Catholic video games then. I guess we've answered that question. Yeah, I mean there are Catholic. Catholic um, God, well, it said I mean, God when you look. I know there are Catholic games. I mean, there's a uh, whatever. Oh wow! The graphics yeah. changed. Graphics. Yeah, in this game, I, I went back to playing it. Yeah. Kind of fancy now. So, the iPhone and the iPad, is it going to replace uh, handheld consoles? No. No? Yes. Okay, okay, fight! (laughs) Yeah! I'm specifically um, saying yes so I can argue with Anna and we can talk about video games. (laughs) I think that um, video games like console games are going to be as dead as Animaniacs. (laughs) Ouch! Give it another uh, three years. Ouch. It's harsh. <laughs> there, there is a, there is a fan base still. I, I've recently... Animaniacs? No, you've yeah. got to be kidding. No, oh, oh. I've, I've recently started being on Tumblr more and more. Do they call themselves Fanimaniacs? No, there's not a full name. I actually asked on Tumblr, oh, I was just like, is there a name for us, or are we just the Animaniacs fandom? And they're just like, no, it's just the Animaniacs fandom. I was like, oh, okay. Oh, but Fanimaniacs, come on. That would be so cool. <laughs> but oh, how many, how many people idea. can understand their 1993 references? That's... That was always my problem watching Animaniacs when I was a kid. I, you know, I was alive in the 90s, and I still didn't understand the jokes. 
Yeah, there's a I get a good amount of them. So I mean, going here on the internet, I mean, on Wikipedia, it's like, oh, here's a hilarious Jerry Lewis character, and who is Jerry Lewis? Yeah, or like Ross Perot. <laughs> they made quite a few jokes about and, Ross and the Perot. Good, the Good Feathers were based on the film Goodfellas, an R-rated crime drama, yeah. neither marketed nor intended for children. So it's like I never got any of those jokes. <laughs> I thought the joke was that the the pigeons were talking funny, but apparently they were supposed to talk that way. Yeah. <laughs> Did people talk like that in the movie I never saw? I guess so. I, I, I've not seen the movie. I've, I was going to look it up, but I never got to it. I haven't seen the whole thing, but I know about the the scene that they reference in basically every single Good Feathers episode ever. They're like, what, do I amuse you? Am I like a clown or whatever? <laughs> like... Do I amuse you? Am I am I funny to you? Is that what you? Yeah. yeah. Like I know about that shot, but like I don't really. <laughs> why did they? Why they decided to put this in a children's show? I don't know. It is. I I like it though. So I don't know. So but anyway, it, it's just is it lazy <laughs> writing that they did the same joke every single time? I don't know. I only remember like um. There was like the God Feather yeah. pigeon, yeah. which was God a joke pigeon. off of the God Feather. <laughs> he talked like that, so yeah. you could never understand what he said. Yeah. Was that the joke? Uh, yeah. That was a joke about the Godfather. You know, the, yeah. the other popular. Yeah, I've seen the Godfather. I, I don't understand why it's popular, but <laughs> um, the guy did. I don't think I could understand what he was saying much better than say like. Compared to how the Goodfellas normally talked, the, the Godfather was speaking very clear English. <laughs> but then again, I guess they're parodies, so they probably and you know exaggerated the impenetrable accent slightly. We just right. did it a little bit slightly. Back to the uh, quote-unquote debate. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Thank you. I um, I don't think that they're going to. iPods and iPads are going to get rid of handheld um, handheld consoles just because the games I've seen so far, at least for iPad, are mostly like the kind of games that you find on (laughs) bigfish.com. They're just like casual games, ones I usually review because I don't know how to buy actual games. Um, (laughs) um, But that's what I'm thinking. Although you can find that you can find versions, like illegal versions, for like like of Pokemon for your phone and stuff. Cause my friend had one, I think. <laughs> but yeah. Michael. Oh, okay. So Jerry Lewis played man who runs <laughs> over hat, and it's a mad, 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 mad world. I knew him from somewhere. Okay. <laughs> Glad to see that's the character Animaniacs decided to reach for. Okay. So did you have anything to he say and, uh, about handheld games? He and um, Dean Martin had a... Uh, Who's Dean Martin? Were... <laughs> I know uh, the Three Stooges were in It's a Mad, 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 Mad World, and that's the only thing I really know about. I saw the end of the movie, though. Off topic. So um, I really think that um, the video game market seems to be... Um, this has always happened. with like They try to release a game for the the Super Nintendo and the PlayStation. Yeah. And so rather than doing like a game which is top of the line PlayStation graphics, they they do a game which sort of 
top of the line, but will work on both systems. Yeah. So neither system is really tested to their full capabilities. Yeah. So um, with the rise of iPhone and iPad games, this has this has come up. So people will make games which, um, you know, whatever you call it, they'll make their Xbox game, Xbox 360 game, but they want it to be able to run on an iPad, which means they have to change the control scheme because the iPad only has touchscreen controls. And so it, it really feels like when the games, those sorts of games, when you try to play them on your Xbox 360, it feels limited and bad. The controls don't really seem to work because they specifically want the controls to be able to work on a touchscreen. Yeah, like, that is kind of... I don't know where I'm going with that, but I think... So, I mean, it sometimes, you know, obviously it depends on the game, but, you know, with some games, it's like, there's no reason to bother to buy the console version because, you know, it's so specifically geared for the iPad that that's the version you should buy. Like, I have to go kind of the other way, is that a lot of games don't really play... Well, I mean, what you were saying, but if they aren't made for both, like, if you don't get the tactile response of, like, pressing a button, it can be difficult to play some games, like, without knowing that you press the button at the specific time that you want it or whatever. I don't know. Like, there are games that don't really work on the iDevices, mobile devices. Oh, you're telling me. (laughs) Like, uh, I don't know, I hear people every once in a while say, like, oh, yeah, you know, handheld consoles, they're on their way out, you know, iPhone's taken over. It's like, well, no, it's only taken over if you want to play, like, Sand Slider or whatever for five minutes. Like bejeweled or yeah, something. Yeah, it's taken over the casual market completely. Call of Duty is in trouble. Yeah, like <laughs> the. I don't know. I still feel like there's room for people who want to play games for more than five minutes and don't just want mindless entertainment, but do want something while they're away from their home. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think the problem is, um, well, like you said, there they do want something when they're away from home. I can't pull out my Xbox 360 at the bus stop and start playing it. Sadly. I can't pull out my PlayStation Move. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was actually, this is a completely random nerdy thing to say, but when I was doing, like, languages work recently, yeah. so, um, like, the... The word for move in Latin is, like, move, whereas in, um, it's moveo. Okay. It's move with a, an, an O at the end. But in Greek, it's kineo, yeah. from which we get kinetics. So, basically, we could say that Microsoft Connect is Greek, while the PlayStation Move is Latin. Well, no, I, I don't know where I was going with that. I've just read the Percy Jackson series where the Greek heroes are meeting the Roman heroes and it, that's just <laughs> what came to mind. They have different heroes. It's not the same thing with the gods where they basically, it's the same thing, only they gave different names except for Apollo who has the same name. <laughs> yeah, they, they've run into a couple of cases where um, that's happened, but yeah, apparently the gods are all schizophrenic and <laughs> They have Greek versions in addition to uh, Latin versions. Hmm. And so Athena is upset because um, her Roman form, Minerva, was basically shut down and they took away all the things that she could do. Because Athena was the goddess of battle, uh, specifically defensive battle. But in the Roman times, they basically replaced her with the goddess of war, Bellona, 
And so Roman Roman Athena is just mad and angry about that. Oh, also, apparently that's... Roman Roman heroes. This is nice. Um, they apparently um, their headquarters is in Berkeley. <laughs> Okay. Whereas the, the Greeks were in New York, so so you know, totally different, totally different yeah. groups, obviously. Makes sense to me. I don't know. As a West Coast person, should I be insulted or happy that we get the Romans? I don't know. <laughs> so, what, so where are we? Uh, yeah. Oh, what I was gonna say is, uh, what do you guys think? Of oh yeah, sorry, I interrupted with an off-topic thing about connect and the the move. Sorry. Yeah. Well, uh, what, what do you guys think about the 2DS that came out a while ago? What oh, is the 2DS? Released. I don't know anything about it. Uh, apparently, it's like a cheaper version of the 3DS. It doesn't have the 3D functionality. And it's, uh, instead of being the, like, closing clamshell thing, it's just like a, like a block. Okay. And, yeah, uh, it doesn't fold in half. But, like, a bunch of people complained that it was stupid and pointless to come out with, but... Then, like, other people are like, well, if you have kids, like, it's one thing if you're, like, you know, 25 and you have a job and, like, you just want to buy a 3DS. But if you have kids and you need to buy, like, three 3DSs, well, it would be nice if there was, like, a cheaper one. (laughs) Or if you're somebody who actually, like, gets sick from the 3D effect. Ooh, like me. Yeah, like, you can buy the 2DS. Wait, wait, did you say sick from or sick of the 3D effect? (laughs) Yes, well, either way, the 2DS does not have the 3D effect at all. And, oh, that was another thing, is... Oh, it, it plays 3DS games, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it says, oh, then that... Oh, yeah, it I plays... could actually buy it. That'd be cool. Yeah, exactly, like, it you plays... You could buy it, and then you could play the new um, Phoenix Wright game, because I know you feel bad about not being able to play it, Anna. <laughs> I feel... I feel so bad. I'm just like, I want to play this, but I can't. Was the problem that you can't afford a 3DS? Because we've just solved your problem. How much is a 3DS? It's like one. Well, now they're trying to push the 3DS extra large. That's, so that's... I'm looking, yeah, I'm looking at it right now. It's $200. Oh. It's XL. The regular one is like 170 And then the uh, 2DS is 130 so I could technically afford it. I just don't think I'm going to buy it until a little bit later in the year, maybe. Yeah. So that was um, something I think is a problem with handhelds with um, Nintendo 3DS. Basically, every Nintendo handheld has works where that if they come out with a new handheld, it can play all the games on the old handheld. Yeah. So, like, the Game Boy Color plays Game Boy games, Game Boy Advance plays Game Boy Color games, yeah. the DS plays Game Boy Advance games. Yeah. So, with the two screens with the DS, and this is something that's bugged me since, like, 2006 when they introduced the DS, you're sort of locked into that forever now. It's like every single Nintendo system from now on has to have two screens. Otherwise, it won't have backwards compatibility. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Like, that was another thing that people were kind of making fun of the 2DS about, is that it still has two screens, even though they're on the same, like, unmoving block. It's technically one screen, they just cut out the middle, <laughs> they put a piece of plastic over the middle so you can't see it. Like, yeah, like, people were kind of wondering why they didn't just make it one screen, but... I think it's because, you know, there are a lot of games where, um, you know, it varies from game to game, where, where some games, they specifically leave a gap in between the two screens there. Yeah. 
and some games don't. Oh yeah, that's true. So, um, Jetty, if you remember when we played um, Ghost Trick Phantom Detective on the GameCola YouTube channel, remember yeah. the effect at the end where the cat jumped off of the top screen and landed on the bottom screen? Oh, uh, yeah. So that would be an example of um, one where it pretends there is no gap in between the two screens. Yeah. Video game. Whereas the, the Phoenix Wright games, those pictures, they have a gap in between the two screens. Yeah. So literally, if you put them together, there's like a section missing of Phoenix's um, stomach. <laughs> they didn't bother to draw anything there because they knew it wouldn't be visible on the screen. Yeah. Poor Phoenix missing a stomach. He doesn't eat it. <laughs> he doesn't eat very much. People don't do a lot of eating in those video games. Only burgers. Burgers and noodles. Yeah, around. Yeah, I find it weird that they decided to go back to having noodles in the Phoenix Wright series it made me sad. Or it didn't make me sad, I just thought it was weird. Yeah. I remember when... Uh... It's like, you went through all the trouble of, um, you know, in, like, the first three games saying that these are definitely burgers, they're not They're not noodles. And then, by the time the fourth game came around, it's like, forget it, it's noodles. It's always been noodles. <laughs> yeah, I remember uh, when Final Fantasy VII came out because they had up until that point, you know, called them like one, two, and three. So this should be Final Fantasy four, but they called it Final Fantasy seven, and then they went back to everything being based on the Japanese chronology. That makes us all sad. Yes, well, things would be interesting if they continued with four, five, six, etc. So here's the weirdest thing when it comes to Phoenix, right? Um, the first game doesn't have a gap in between the top screen picture and the lower screen picture. The second game does, so... Huh. That's weird. Was there ever a third game? There is a third game. Oh, the third game has the gap. Actually, maybe the third game is the one with the gap. So here, I'll probably just have to um, include this image. Mia Fey technically doesn't have, like, um... legs, kind of. <laughs> her arm disappears, and her skirt disappears as well. That looks really, really awkward. But, I mean, with, with like, the half-inch an gap, when you play it on your DS, it looks fine. But when you look at the artwork <laughs> that way, it just looks awkward. She's missing body parts. Yes, she just, like, her arm turns into a leg. That's basically what happened. <laughs> She's, like, holding herself up with, like, an arm leg. That was when she was cool. Oh, well. It's bothering me looking at this picture. I'm closing it. <laughs> yeah. You're not going to keep on looking at the confusing picture. <laughs> this bothers me. Whoa. Oh, dear. Oh, Paul Franzen is going to like this. Uh-oh. It is. Uh, I mean, the, they've recently released, like, the screenshots. I mean, I'm going off the same site. They've got the screenshots from the Japanese version of um, the Phoenix Wright game, the one that's upcoming. Oh, so, I mean, these are, like, exclusive for two days or so. But there's the, there's Maya Faye, all right. So, yeah, video games. Yeah. By the way, Edgeworth is the chief prosecutor now. That's that's how they're keeping him in the uh, newest game. That's cool. That's their excuse for having him there. He's now the chief prosecutor, and so he has to overlook the big, fantastic final case. So he got a promotion. I, uh, I actually... I was... I was gathering real game cola search terms like search terms that came that brought people to game cola 
Uh, I was collecting them so that Terrence could make some more uh, Be Careful What You Search For. And uh, where is it? Is Miles Edgeworth British? Yes. Someone someone was brought to Game Cola by searching for that. So the question of the ages is, is he British? Anna, did you say yes? Yes, I did. I believe like, he like, is. Is he actually in canon? I believe so, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it would be um, sort of the thing like you came up with, Jetty. I think you mentioned this because both of you were on the uh, Game Cola YouTube channel's video walkthrough. Oh, yeah. So weren't you saying like they changed the foreign things? So, like, example, Red White is now an American stereotype or something like that? Yeah, well, no, I mean, I think that he always was. Yeah, he... Right, but... Like, but, it, it, makes, um, it makes less sense in English when we are Americans. Yeah, but um, apparently, like, Manfred von Karma and those people, they were supposed to be Americans. Hmm. So in the English version, we um, changed them to Germans just to get across the idea that, hey, these people are foreigners, they're from another country. Interesting. And um, Miles Edgeworth was brought up by the foreigners, so he, and he's always visiting the foreign country in other games as well, so he mm. could be British. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's specified. British. Yeah, they haven't specified which foreign country he's from, probably because in the Japanese version they specified it as uh, an American foreigner. <laughs> but the way he talks just sounds British in yeah. some of the games. Not in the earlier game that you're playing, but um, specifically in the Miles Edgeworth game, he definitely uses a more formal slash British style um, language. He says Kalur. Kalur. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Favor. <laughs> yeah, he's always making references to, you know, the Queen. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, you know, Matt Jonas was supposed to be on this podcast. Yeah, he could tell us what British people, yeah. On a uh, on a completely unrelated note, I was just remembering. Uh, I don't imagine either of you played Lemmings, did you? No. Uh, I know of it. Right. Now, Lemmings. I've seen it played. Lemmings uh, was one of my favorite games as a youth. Uh, I played quite a, you know many an hour of Lemmings. I played the Krusty's Fun House, which is basically the same thing. Oh, interesting. I didn't know that actually. It is. You have to, like, have the rats climb up on top of each other in, you know, like a staircase format. Hmm. Now, uh, I played quite a lot of Lemmings, and the the music to the game was, like, really good. Like, it had a lot of memorable tunes. And, you know, years ago, uh, I started downloading video game music, and, of course, Lemmings was one of the, you know, sets that I downloaded. But a couple of nights ago, I had a tune in my head... And I knew that it was from Lemmings, and I knew for a fact that it was, like, absolutely a song from Lemmings. And I loaded up the music that I had downloaded years ago, and I was like, I know it's one of these songs, but which one is it? And I listened to every single song, like, five times. I'm like, where is this song? I know it exists. I can, like, hear it in my mind, but it's not here. And then I I remembered that uh, Lemmings has like a sound test and you can go into the sound test and like listen to each of the songs mm-hmm. and there was one missing from the like list of songs that I had downloaded years ago and it's just interesting to me that I could rem- remember like the entire song completely clearly in my head when I 
probably haven't heard the song in at least 15 years. Like, the last time that I would have played the game would have been, you know, the mid-90s. And yet, like, I have the song memorized in my mind. Yeah. It's funny how that works. Um, I don't have anything to say about that. Sorry. <laughs> I had an I have an odd off-topic conversation about how different versions of a game have different music, depending on what sort of speakers you have. Hmm. But those are like really, really old games where you manually have to choose which speaker setup you want. They usually oh. only had two or three. Are you are you talking about the games where you get to select like, yes, I have uh, Roland Gold or I have like Sound Blaster Pro? Sound Blaster Pro, that's the one I go for. Yes, like that's the one that always worked for me was Sound Blaster Pro. But they also had like Roland and like one other. I can't remember. But yes, I do remember. And I remember, oh man, like you, there was a game that I could never get the sound to work except through, like, PC speaker, and it was just such a horrible nightmare to listen to. (laughs) And then, like, I later uh, played it on DOSBox, and I was like, wow, when you can actually hear the music, it's pretty good. Let me see what this... I'm going to see what the sound music is for um, the Oregon Trail game. Sound Blaster Digipack Sound Driver, copyright 1992, THE Audio Solution, version 3.0. THE is in all caps. Wow. Hold on, let me me go to the setup. I think I can go here. Yeah, the setup file as well. No, that just starts the game. No, uh, I'm thinking of Dune. Dune. Okay, so... Okay, so Oregon Trail, I can choose AdLib Sound, Internal PC Speaker, or Sound Blaster. But with AdLib, I need to configure it with the base address of my card in hex. I need to type it in hex. <laughs> so yeah. uh, 388 is the original one. But, uh, you know, depending on which um, speaker setup I choose, they're going to play a different song in the game. Yeah, like, uh, for Dune, it wasn't like a completely different song but like they tried to replicate the music in these yeah, different yeah. things so, and it sounded uh, in some of them so there are some games where they have a completely different sound just completely different soundtrack and other games where it's like they try to have the same soundtrack for all three uh versions but it sounds different uh, hold on uh play sound from one no music scores two sound blaster three sound blaster pro oh four ad lib gold sorry uh, 5, MT32 slash LAPC1, 6, Sound Canvas, 7, AdLib, 8, Tandy3 Voice, or 9, PC Speaker. And let me just tell you, you do not want the PC Speaker. Oh, do I? Yeah, I mean, given all those other options, why would I pick PC Speaker? So, Anna, this is what video games were like before you were born. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> You couldn't just, like, play a game and it would automatically make music out of your speakers. You had to, like, manually configure it and everything. Yeah, you had to, like, pick the IRQ. I've learned so much today. Also, if you play Oregon Trail, you can't name your character Terry. Why not? Well, if you you, if you make fun of your character, he'll kill you and then you'll <laughs> die from dysentery. Yikes. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> Ooh, do I want to that use a mouse? Good. Ooh, do you have... What's the other option? No, do not use mouse. Oh, do you, do you remember when... Do video games still have the option of, instead of up, 
down, left, and right keys, because not all keyboards apparently had those. You can do S, D, X, and C. <laughs> Was it? Well, I, I know about W, A, S, D. Like, it's still popular. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking Certain of. gamers. Okay. But, uh, hold on. Oh, uh, uh, if, if, um, if what I found is that it's easier to use, like, a mouse and then use the um, W, A, S, D keys, for some reason it's just way easier because... Yeah, well, I'm right-handed, so... Yeah, because it's over on the left side of the keyboard. And also, yeah. uh, if you want to press other buttons, if you have stuff mapped to, like, Q and E or whatever, like, yeah. you can do stuff. That was a question, actually, Jetty, on your uh, Crystallis playthrough. It's like, if you're having such trouble with the A and the B buttons, why don't you just map them to different buttons on your keyboard? Well, no, I was... using an emulator. No, I was using the... I use a gamepad. Oh, Wait a minute, how does that work? Uh, it's a USB gamepad and it plugs in. Did somebody actually ask that? Because I guess I should go, like, look and, like, respond. Um, that would be on, um, video number five. Because, like, the thing is, is that Very Bored Girl two weeks ago asks, Can't you change the keyboard thing in the emulator? Question mark, question mark. Because, no, okay, because the problem isn't that I was getting the keys wrong and that I like was just confused. It was literally that on the Xbox the accept button is like they they switched them. Like, yeah, but I mean couldn't you switch that in the emulator where the accept button is on the same side as it is on the uh I mean that should be possible that you could tell the emulator to accept B as A and A as B. I mean yeah, you can, but like still I don't know that just seems like weird cheating and not what I should do. Michael. Because, like, okay, but the thing is, is that... Hey, don't blame me! Blame Very Bored Girl! She's the one who's bringing this up! Well, see, okay, because that's the thing, though, is then, uh, the attack... I'm just an innocent... Like, the attack... Innocent person. <laughs> you're the me- you're just the messenger. She's the messenger. Yeah. But no, uh, then, like, the attack and the jump buttons would be switched. So, I don't know. But, uh, what was I talking about? Oh, sorry. Uh, I was, I was going through this installation of Dune 2... And it says, do you want to use extended memory? The program is capable of using memory above one megabyte with systems using a memory manager program such as HiMem.sys. The game needs extended memory, XMS, to play digitized samples. You should answer yes to this extra memory question unless you have previously answered yes to this question and your system is locked up. I'm going to use expanded memory. All right, Dune 2. Wasn't that like a famous sci-fi epic? Yeah, Dune. Dune is a a. It was a popular book, and it's never really like made it outside. Of- I know they made one movie, but that was like forty years ago, right? Well, they made a movie in the eighties, and then they made it. An- oh, that's it. Then they made. Well, the eighties are forty years ago, right? Pretty much. Thirty. Close enough. Thirty, forty, whatever. Uh, but like they they made a like sci-fi channel miniseries i think and then i think they tried to make a movie but like it never really caught on well it's because the book is too big Uh, i think they could give it another shot in the era of having humongous movie adaptations with um lord of the rings yeah i was gonna say one book into three movies yeah well in this case they could (laughs) probably do it because uh i tried watching the 1980s dune and it was i think like three or four hours long (laughs) And it still was, like, hurrying through a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I remember playing the Lord of the Rings video games, which were released um, probably during the 80s. Um, text-based games. Oh, Every text-based now and then they had a picture. Oh. What? Sorry, I was going to say, I remember uh, I had a Lord of the Rings video game, and it had graphics, but I could not for the life of me figure out how to play it. I just remember that I got... There was like a part where I was supposed to go... It was way in the beginning. I was just like walking through the Shire... And mm-hmm. I got to a part where I was supposed to talk to somebody, and I was supposed to actually enter text, like myself. And I was like, I don't know what I'm supposed to ask him. <laughs> like, what am I supposed to do here? What, what should I type? And so I can never get past that part. I'm going to try to look it up now, but I don't think I can. Um, 1990s, The Crack of Doom. That was the one I played, so that was 1990. By 1990s, it's like not not the decade, but actual. It came out that particular year. Yeah. So it, it starts um, at the very end of the. Well, it starts at the end of book three, or at the start of book three. But there's no introduction whatsoever to that game, which sort of makes it impossible because you need to have read the book because you didn't have the movie to rely on back then. Yeah. So it basically just, guess what, you're Samwise, you've got these things in your pocket because they were in your inventory at the end of the previous game. Now go off and find Frodo. <laughs> and I, I was able to find, get through the first challenge of um, getting past some ogre guards. What you have to do is hide and then wait for the guards to show up and they talk to each other and eventually one kills the other. Okay. And then you get out so you can steal the armor from the dead ogre and disguise yourself as an ogre. But I must have done something wrong because even though I had the super cool disguise, every time I tried to go into the ogre stronghold, somebody noticed me and they all just killed me instantly. (laughs) I feel very bad about playing those old text games because they're, I don't know, say like 75% of the time there's no video walkthrough for them. Yeah, yeah. Well, and there's no guide for them on uh, like game FAQs, so when I get stuck, I get stuck. So with the Wizard of Oz um, text-based adventure game, I just died. I could not figure out how to get the Cowardly Lion to talk to me. <laughs> and it's funny, because I've read the book. I know exactly what happens. Dorothy slaps the lion. and They even have that in the movie, don't they? Yes, they do. So, I mean, I tried to figure out how many different ways I could type slap lion. <laughs> like, hit the lion, slap the lion, rub my fist against the side of his face. <laughs> yeah, so that was a fun ten minutes. The Boggit Board 2 is a text adventure game by Delta 4, released in 1986 for the Commodore 64. The game is a parody of the J.R.R. Tolkien novel The Hobbit. It is the prequel to Board of the Rings. Board of the Rings is a text adventure game released by Delta 4 in 1985. <laughs> game FAQs disagrees with um, uh, Wikipedia on what year this game was released. Game FAQs said that the text-based game I played was released in 1989. Ooh, harsh. That's a big difference. Yeah. So really, you know... Maybe the game came with a manual which explained what was going on or what those things in your inventory were. Because it was, it was one of those weird things where I had to take something out of my inventory before I could look at it, if that makes sense. 
Yes. So, I mean, I could look in my pocket and see all the items in my pocket, but in order to know what those items were, I had to physically take them out of my pocket and then look at them and then put them back in my pocket. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. And one of them is this weird vial thingy, which I think is important for... Yeah, it was from What's-Her-Face in the first first book. The, f- the Fial of Galadriel. Galadriel. Okay. I just remember in the movies, they decided we don't have any female characters, so we're going to make her important and give her a bunch of scenes, even though she basically shows up once. Why not? I don't know. You know, they could try to be true to the actual books that they're adapting. So why would you want to do that? Okay, so I don't understand. Game FAQ says the Commodore 64 version of this game, it's listed as a general action game. But the PC version of the game is a text adventure. The Lord of the Rings. I guess there's more action one. in the Commodore version. Sorry. Uh, yeah, this is the one that I'm thinking of. Is the Lord of the Rings Volume One made by Interplay? Because I thought it was on. Uh, I had like a Interplay 10th anniversary collection, but when I went and looked at Interplay, they didn't list the game as one of the. Oh, there it is. Oh, there it is. Okay. Yeah, and it was for the PC. And it was ridiculous. Anyway, sorry, continue. Um, no, I was complaining that, you know, the PC version is a text adventure game and the Commodore 64 version of the same game is a general action game. Well, I mean, what about the games, uh, like we were talking before about how they would release games on multiple systems. Do you, do you ever remember games where it would be on, like, Super Nintendo, Nintendo, and Game Boy? <laughs> <laughs> like... However you would... They would be legitimately different games then. Yeah. Uh, with a text-based adventure game, I'm pretty sure that it's uh, slightly, the same on both systems. Slightly different? Well, yeah, I guess that's true. Like, why would they completely change it and call it... Why not call it something else at that point? But seriously, so, I mean, even with, with the Wizard of Oz game, I actually, you know, scoured the internet trying to find... Um, I found a list of verbs that you can use in the game, and none of them seemed to work as slaps, so I had no idea what to do. Did you ever find out what you were supposed to do? No, never. <laughs> never, not once. I, I died at that point in the game. I wonder if I still have the game. Oh, I must have deleted it. Oh, why did I do that? I remember hearing a story once upon a time uh, about how old text adventure uh, programs they would actually only use the first four characters of the word that you typed in order to determine the action. Oh. Like, I mean, like, you know, depending on the engine or whatever. But, like... Yeah, Wizard of Oz was 1985. I mean, this game. Well, uh, I just remember uh, there was a story about a guy who was getting really upset with this game. He was being blocked by a bear, and he couldn't figure out what he was supposed to do with the bear in order to, like, get around it. And so he was, like, typing all these things, and, like, he used all these items and stuff, and nothing was happening. So finally, he typed, screw bear, and it said, the bear gets so startled, it runs away. (laughs) And apparently, he was supposed to type, scream bear. (laughs) Oh, wow. So, (laughs) close enough. (laughs) Close enough, I guess, yeah. The Wizard of Oz game was actually accurate to the actual book, so that was nice. Oh, yeah. Oh, to the book rather than the movie? As opposed to, like, being based off the movie, yeah. Wow, have I played any of these? 
Wait, I played Transylvania. Was that? Oh yeah, that was a text-based adventure game. Oh yeah, that's my video walkthrough for it there. <laughs> <laughs> I was confused because the um, the iPad version of the game is much superior in that you know it has the list of verbs, the like twenty oh. verbs you can use in the game. Yeah. So you can literally select the verb, which is nice. You know they they you know you know all the verbs you can possibly use. Yeah. Oh wow. They don't Amazon. have Ulysses on here. I want to play the Ulysses game, but it's not here on Game FAQs. That's a text-based adventure game. <laughs> Wait, like the book? I can start it up and find out. <laughs> well, like, is it Anna supposed to be? Video game. We did this. Uh, Ulysses. Which file is it? Notes? No, it's probably start. Yeah. Some notes on this old, rare Sierra game. Oh, it's a Sierra game. Okay. Oh. Well, why is this not on Game FAQs? Sierra Online, Ulysses and the Golden Fleece by oh. Bob Davis and Ken Williams. Copyright Sierra Online, Inc. 1981. Implemented by Jeff Stephenson. Stephenson? Because yeah. I, I was, I was going to say, is like, is it based on the original, like, hero? Or is it based on the book? <laughs> like... Yeah, and the funny thing is Ulysses, um, also known as Odysseus, yeah. never had anything to do with the Golden Fleece. <laughs> that was Jason and the Argonauts. Close enough. Once Ooh, again. sound effects. Ooh. Okay, so you are on a three-way road in a small town in ancient Greece. There is a store to the west with a fence next to it. Ooh, what do we do? Look fence. How, how do I type something in? That's a problem. <laughs> you can't use the keyboard? Um, yeah, the game apparently is not accepting my keyboard stuff. Hmm. That's weird. Maybe it's because I clicked outside of the game screen. Sorry. But that, uh, you know, the Hercules movie that Disney came out with, that sort of bothered me the previous <laughs> week because I'm a total nerd. Yeah. But when, when Hercules shows up to Phil, you know, he smashes into something and Phil says, hey, watch it. That was part of the mask of the Argo. And Hercules says, the Argo? It's like, hey, who do you think taught Jason how to sail? Cleopatra? And I was all, okay, number one, Hercules was on the Argo when it <laughs> sailed, so it's wrong just that, but Cleopatra was born like 300 years later. I mean, she, she's Roman, so <laughs> I can't handle the historical inaccuracies in this movie. Little kids don't care. Yeah. Amazon is yeah. telling me to buy an Animaniacs game. <laughs> Thank you, I Amazon. Understand. This Ulysses game accepts it when I press a key to press any key to start, but it doesn't accept anything else past that. I, I can only see this startup screen where I have the three-way road in ancient Greece. Well, like, try hitting the function keys and see if one of them opens something. No, I mean, that's what I'm doing. Are you? Like, have you hit every single button on the keyboard? I'll... Oh, oh that's the one that turns off my microphone. <laughs> <laughs> that's... Space, enter, tab... No, it's not working. Okay. Oh, man. Are we going to have to go this to the game manual? Uses, oh, scroll lock. Perhaps that's it. Sure. This game does use scroll lock for its original purpose. Whenever the game outputs text that won't fit in the three-line window, it'll wait for you to press scroll lock before continuing and printing more text. Okay, where's uh, the scroll lock button? Uh, Next to the... Like, oh, I don't think my computer keyboard has a scroll lock button. Really? It should be next to print screen. Like above. It really should be, but I have insert next to print screen instead. Oh, uh, sometimes it'll be like 
Are you on like a laptop? Yeah. Okay, sometimes it'll be one of the like, you have to hit the function button and then hit like one of those other keys. It'll say it in blue usually. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm looking at these things. Um, there's one for making... Yeah, sorry, I, I don't... My computer is too modern and doesn't have the original scroll lock function. Wow. So that's why the game is stopped here. Well then. Actually, uh... Yeah, I just noticed mine doesn't either. Really? But yeah. scroll lock is so useful. Yeah, I mean, it works on this game. What about pause break? It has that. <laughs> Mine does not have one of those. Can you bring up the, like, on-screen keyboard and, like, press the scroll lock button there? I think that might, like, exit you out of the program that you're using, though. On-screen keyboard, scroll lock. Okay, yeah, I, I can use scroll lock that way. Okay. How do, I, how do I use that, though? I don't know. Okay, yeah, that had an effect. Thank you, Jetty. Yes! Enter command. Yes, One, I save, win. game, restore, game inventory... Um, okay, now let's enter the command. So I was going left. No, you were supposed to look fence. <laughs> look fence. You see nothing special. Uh, yawn. Boring. Okay, enter shop. Enter store. I don't know the word enter. <laughs> go, go store? store? Yes, go store. Come on, Michael, this is 85. Which direction? It says which direction. Wow, okay, go west. You are in a store. There are doors <laughs> to the east and north. There is a sign here. Oh, there's a dude here. Okay. Hey, dude. Talk. I mean, he's in the picture, not in the text. Oh. He doesn't know the word dude. Uh, talk man. The storekeeper says we have a special today. <laughs> you are in a store. There are doors to the east and north. There, scroll lock, um, is a sign here. Okay, did I guess he, I'll did he tell you what the specials are? No, he just said we have a special. Okay, so here's the sign. Oh, you guys can't see it, but it's on the screen. Mixer match any seven. Okay, so we can have one bag of silver, a wax sword, a three-for-one sale on wine, wood, lantern, leather, flint, and rope. So there are seven things. Wow. Wow. And I can. I guess that the special was on wine. Yeah, I guess the special must be on wine. So buy wine. The storekeeper says, I'm sorry, but you have no money. <laughs> oh. Why is he sorry Never about mind, that? Then. Hey, go get some money. <laughs> That's what he I should say. No, that doesn't work. Okay, steal wine. I don't know the word steal. Take wine. You have to buy it. <laughs> Look wine. Stealing is, is frowned upon here. Look wine, you see nothing special. <laughs> uh, well, well, I'm pretty sure I won't be able to do something like um, say say words. That makes no sense to me. Scroll lock again. Wow, this is a pain. Look, man. He looks meek and very friendly. Okay. What should we do with this man? Let's try hit man. <laughs> that makes no sense to me. Kill... No, let's take... go with attack <laughs> man. I was going to say take man. <laughs> take man. Put him in your inventory. You have to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this just got awkward. All right, that's enough of that. I'll I'll play the game later. But thank you very much, Jetty, for helping me um, figure out the scroll lock problem. Now I can play Ulysses. Well, uh, I was just remembering, like, as we were trying to figure out how to play the game, I was just remembering my cousin gave me his copy of Age of Empires, like the original Age of Empires, 
he brought it over one day and he was like, yeah, I got this game. I mean, you'd probably like it. Like, it, it was pretty good, but I couldn't, I couldn't do anything. All that it was is you play as this caveman and then other cavemen come and attack you and then I die. And Age of Empires is like StarCraft or like uh, Warcraft or any of those. Like, it's a real-time strategy game. It's not really about cavemen. Like, he just couldn't figure out how to play the game, and so he died instantly. I'm just going through, like, the text-based adventure games I want to play, but I only want to play a game if there's already a walkthrough for it, so I can actually beat the game. Oh, there's no walkthrough for Beyond the Titanic? (laughs) Really? But it's Beyond the Titanic. (laughs) Okay, so Scott Miller's Beyond the Titanic. Um, Oh, sadly ignored... Oh, this is a very good game. <laughs> you should write it. That should be your next uh, walkthrough, Michael. In Beyond the Titanic, you're a hapless passenger trying to escape from that ship of doom. While um, the other game by this company, Supernova, casts you as a poor miner on a remote space mining colony about to embark on a strange adventure. And they released the game for free in March of 1990, 1998 although they couldn't find a way to make the game savable to hard drives, so you still need a floppy to save games. <laughs> oh. Really? Really, Apple G? Really? Wow. I don't know. We've been podcasting for two hours, though. Are we about done with this podcast? Yeah, I think we finally got in some video game talk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we At live- some point in there. We did live cast the playing of Ulysses and the Golden Fleece. Yeah. The... Ulysses and the historical inaccuracy. Mm-hmm. And the uh, falling game. <laughs> yes. That I just deleted. Uh, my... Well, I'm sure that they got like 13 cents off of you playing the game. Uh, sure. <laughs> so. Yeah. Snooper Troops in the Case of the Disappearing Dolphin. How is this not a game that's on my uh, <laughs> to playlist? <laughs> Made in 1982. Wow. Developed by Tom Schneider. But, uh... Aw. Really no information about it. It's just this one guy who made it. Okay. He went on to make Agent USA for the Commodore 64. Oh, hit game? Uh, Puppy Love, Artificial Intelligence for Dogs, 1988 (laughs) classic for the Amiga. Have I ever told you about Jed Dogs, my, like, first game that I ever made? (laughs) No. It was, like, uh, it was a dog simulator. And basically, the dog would stand at the door and bark... And then when you would open the door, the dog would go inside and then, like, run around. And then it would come to the door and bark again, and it may or may not go outside. And then, it would, But if it did go outside, it would instantly, like, turn around and bark at the door again. Uh, and then when you would let it in, it would go to the bathroom on the floor. And I called it the most realistic dog simulator yet created. So. I don't know. It, can it, so it tops Puppy Love, Artificial Intelligence for Dogs, the 1980, 1988 sorry, hit game. I imagine that it's more realistic. Yeah, so maybe that can be my next game. I really should play more of these old games, but I think, like I mentioned, Diana and I are making a, a dating sim, and these old text-based adventure games are not really mm-hmm. dating sims. Yes, sadly. So I don't think they would be much help. Oh, well. Well, this has been Game Call Podcast number 67. Uh, if you are not listening to this on our actual internet website, we do have an actual internet website, www.gamecola.net. You can also visit us on YouTube if you aren't listening to this on YouTube. Uh, we're gc.net, the word dot and the word net. 
We're also on Twitter at GameCola. We're on Facebook where we are GameCola. Uh, just search for GameCola. Just like go to Google or Bing. You know, get your Bing points so that you can get some Microsoft points and buy some Xbox Live indie games with them. Search for GameCola if you're ever confused. It's one word: GameCola. Are we advertising GameCola or Bing? Uh, well, I like getting my free Bing points. I get 15 every day. Actually, I think I get like 16 or 17 because I also like click on the little things that they have. But basically, you get one point for every like two searches you make. And I just basically go like two or three times a day and click on their like suggested searches or their like top searches or whatever. And I get my points. And then I spend those points on... Actually, okay, it used to be they didn't really have anything good and so I just spent it on Microsoft points and then like bought Xbox Live indie games with them. Wait, wait, wait. So you got points so you could spend them on points so you could spend them on something else. Yeah. Like I I, I would take okay. the Bing points. Okay, just, just check it. Yeah, I would take the Bing points and like four hundred and seventy five Bing points converted to four hundred Microsoft points which I can then spend on Xbox Live Indie games, which are like 80 Microsoft points each. Well, I, I've been thinking with the new Phoenix Wright game that I was going to spend my Amazon gift card to buy points for the 3DS so I could then buy the well, Phoenix Wright game. Well, see, okay, that's the thing is that uh, they now allow you to buy Amazon gift cards with your Bing points. So for the same like 475 Bing points... I could get like a $5 Amazon gift card, which I could then spend apparently on Wii Shop points or whatever, and then buy a game with them. Craziness. Yeah, points to dollars to points to gift cards to points to games. Yeah, see, it's like how in the 90s, or what did we say, in those old games, you had to choose choose, uh, how to set up the sound. (laughs) Yeah. But, But now... You have to choose how to purchase the game. Yes. But, uh, yeah, so thank you everyone for listening to this Game Cola podcast. Thank you everyone for being here. You're welcome. Yay. <laughs> yes. Uh, goodbye, everybody. Bye. Goodbye. Go, go learn the Nations of the World song. <laughs> Don't be like Michael. Don't be a fool like me who hasn't learned an outdated geography song.